Hey, welcome back to the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. This is Daryl. And Daryl, this is episode 309. There will be carnage. We haven't written the name down yet, but I'm going to call it There Will Be Carnage. And also, we're in the same room. Again, two yeah. weeks in a row. What's going on here? Uh, what is going on here is I was extremely busy this week. I went to bed before 11 o'clock three times this week. And I did not have a chance to plan the podcast <laughs> until I called you at, what, like 3 o'clock? Yeah. And like, hey, I have a crazy idea. Let's go watch Venom tonight and then come back and review it. <laughs> so guess what? You guys are going to get just our Venom review this week. No news, no nothing else. Uh, actually, we're going we're gonna to do what are you reading? Yes. So, uh, Or watching. Watching, whatever, yeah. Reading, watching. At, at the end of the, uh, the episode. And then Daryl is going to email me tomorrow what he's doing so I can add it to the show notes because... I'm not going to write anything down for this. Anywho, uh, yeah, so if you're used to the timestamps, that's not going to be in this episode either on the show notes. <laughs> All right, so uh, we we literally, we've been back for about an hour. We had some pizza, um, some very mediocre Donatos. Yeah. Played with uh, Toph. Yeah, played with the pup. Uh, our ladies are out there watching Family, Adam's Family, uh, the movie. Which was kind of funny because we saw the poster yeah. at the movie theater. <laughs> so... Uh, I don't think any of the Adams Family stuff will live up to the show and the Tim Burton movies. No, I don't. So, I, I and, would agree with that. And Adams Family Values is like one of the best movies ever. And consequently, it's a sequel that is better than the original. Yeah, you have those. Which they're not often. Is exactly what we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, or in this podcast, how about that? Because it might not be night when you're listening to it. <laughs> So, all right. So, yeah. So, we, uh, we're we going to talk Let There Be Carnage. Uh, sorry. Venom, Let There Be Carnage. And uh, I have to say, I laughed a lot during this movie. Oh, also, uh, well, actually, spoilers. <laughs> and also, before we get into it, uh, we can announce now that our show at Fretboard Brewing on November 8th, we are doing it in concert with Toys for Tots. So, if you want to come... Bring a toy, make a kid happy at Christmas. It's a good um, cause. Check out the fretboard brewing events for more information. All right, <laughs> cool. Uh, now that that's out of the way, I got to make like a little commercial about that just to run before we talk, uh, just in general. All right. <clears throat> so this movie, <laughs> this was really funny. I, I did not expect it to be, and it's not like unintentionally funny. It is mm -hmm. intentionally funny. Yes. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. As serious as some of these superhero movies have been lately, this was a little breath of fresh air. Right. Although I can't imagine how bad Eddie Brock's apartment smelled. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So this is uh, the the movie starts though, like back in the '90s, with a young uh, Cletus Cassidy, still voiced by Woody Harrelson, though. That was one of those things. Just have the, the dude who was the actor yeah. do that. I so that like that right there, I was like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Like I was like, this is not it did not it did not kick off on the strongest foot. No. With with that scene. Not only with that, but with the um uh what's his girlfriend's name? Is um, it Francis? Francis, yeah. Uh with Francis uh Barrison Shriek. Um, you know, like just kind of, 
this just didn't work, you know. Uh, it was just weird in the whole like twist high ring that she still had like thirty whatever forty years later. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm, really, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, so it, to me, it started off a little weird, right? But I will say, going in, this movie already had three stars from me because it was only ninety minutes long, <laughs> which is the perfect runtime for a movie. I would, well, I have to disagree with that in the type of movies. Well, the type of movie. It it really depends on the type of movie because we've talked about movies being too long. And you usually, I usually give it 10 more. I usually give it 10 more minutes than you do. So you'll say this could have been 30 minutes shorter. And I'm like, eh, 15 or 20 minutes. And the, the point is most, a lot of movies have a lot of fat. They should be trimming. This didn't have that. Now, I think they could have done more with, and we'll talk about, you know, the, I think they could have done more with Cassidy, but at the same time, it's not a movie about him necessarily. Right. It's about Eddie and Venom, and that's where a lot of the, most of the time should be spent, and they do a good job going through the arc of these two characters trying to figure out what they mean, what they are to each other. Yeah. So just uh, for reference, this was 97-minute runtime. The first Venom was 112-minute runtime. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But to to your point, I think if they added any more to Cletus, it would have been too much. Mm-hmm. And because Woody was definitely hamming it up. Yeah. I mean, he was, and in, in, in a good oh. way. Like, he needed to. So that there's no, like... This is how the character needed to be played, over-the-top, flamboyant serial killer. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I thought he nailed it. Um, I I always liked Carnage from the 90s Spider-Man cartoon more than I ever liked Carnage in the comics. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of that, I liked Venom as Agent Venom more than I've liked him as Venom in the comics. So let's kind of just level set my thoughts of these characters here. But I thought this was a really great portrayal of Cletus Cassidy mm-hmm. and then Carnage eventually. Yeah, I your over-the-top statement is absolutely right. And I, I told you about this. I don't know how many people that are listening have watched the movie Malignant. It's on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and it is not what you expect it to be. And it can go two, one of two ways. You can see that and say oh wow this is terrible or what i did within the first five minutes kind of like this movie it had that over the top campy cheesy type feel Mm -hmm. and so what did i do i recalibrated my expectations and how i was going in so if i was thinking this was say and again partially because i knew what the first venom was like right so that gives you an idea of what this was but they even went further with this one but if i was expecting say a winter soldier movie where it was super serious and then i couldn't get past that expectations i wouldn't have liked it but i liked the first venom movie i really like this one too yeah so i mean we talked about this coming out of the movie like when with because jess was with us your girlfriend and she hasn't seen the first one and to be honest you don't need to have seen the first one no. to enjoy this movie um i dug my heels in 
the first time out <laughs> and didn't see the movie forever. Yeah. Like, it, it was it was out on like iTunes and I think I watched it on like a streaming service like Stars or something whenever it was on there. Um and I just bought it this weekend because it was on sale. And I was like, oh, sweet. You know, I definitely want to watch that again. I'll definitely buy this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think watching, I do think watching them both together will be fun because there's that scene with Anne, like halfway point of the movie, where I totally forgot they faked Venom's death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did too. So, um, <laughs> and, 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 you know, part of that is because, again, I said, hey, let's go watch this and review it tonight. And yeah. I did not have a chance to watch the, the first one again. But yeah. um, I will say the production value was really good. Uh, I think they were really smart to keep it to Eddie's apartment, the convenience store, and then a couple different like outdoor locations until the third act mm-hmm. uh, with Venom. And then with Cletus, it was the prison and the car, the car. And then the, um, you know, kind of the, the interstitials with the the prison that Shriek was in. Mm-hmm. So I like I thought I thought the economy of time and location helped keep this movie from getting boring, mm-hmm. but also helped from keeping it feel like this. It was this like large, expansive, world saving thing. It was more Ant Man, yes, Iron Man, than it was Winter Soldier. Yeah, and that's what right before we started recording, we were talking about Shang Chi. And I said I liked the movie. The problem is it seemed like its own movie for the first two thirds. And then it did the Marvel save the world. This you have to do this or the world's ending. And too many of these movies, you know, again, don't get me wrong. I like them. But too often what they do is they make they blow it up too much. Just, you know, focus on your story. There's nothing wrong with that. And making it more personal making it more friendly neighborhood spider-man than end of the world well it was more of your friendly neighborhood vengeful killer yeah than <laughs> your friendly neighborhood spider what was what was what did he want to be called uh at the end there the uh what kind of what did he want his superhero name to be oh lethal protector the lethal protector yeah, yeah. with a mask and a cape <laughs> um yeah it was it like I liked, so I really liked the odd couple pairing of Venom and Eddie Brock this time out. Yeah, because they've bonded; they've one hundred percent bonded, and you know that comes into play later on in the movie. But the whole Eddie, I gotta eat brains. He's like, "There's two chickens right there. I love Sonny and Cher. I'll never eat them." Okay, first Sonny so, and Cher. <laughs> so the the chickens uh, that so Eddie gets some chickens and chocolate because it's the only two things that have the uh, whatever chemical Venom needs to live. Uh, and, and he Venom named two of the chickens so he wouldn't eat them. <laughs> he didn't want to eat them anymore, and their brains were too small. Uh, he just wanted to eat bad guys. Yeah, and and you know, like kind of the world we live in. Can you blame him? Like I cannot blame him. Can at all. you say no, Venom? Don't go eat that bad guy. Yeah, I'd probably be like Venom. Let's go. Where you want to go? <laughs> just let me eat two or three of them. I don't think they'll miss anybody. And and he's like, someone could be innocent here. Like I thought <laughs> that was like a great 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 little moment um just walking through the prison but uh, yeah i mean this was good this was this was it i i saw i don't remember which i saw the headline i didn't bother reading the review because i didn't want to get like tainted mm-hmm. but there was a headline that said uh let there be boredom 
mm-hmm. was was the headline for the movie review. And it's like, how are you bored during this movie? Yeah. And like, it, what movie did you watch that was boring? Yeah. And, and again, it, you know, about headlines. Nowadays, you really have to be careful with headlines just bec- for the simple fact that, again, they're, they're there for one reason. They're there to gain interest, and they oftentimes purposefully misinterpret. And so it's not actually a misinterpretation. Right. It's, it's a basically lie on what's going on. Well, <laughs> we'll get to the lie about this movie, about yeah. what's going on when we get to that part. Okay. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, I, I think there's a lot of just disingenuous, you know, reviews. Like, this is a small cast. Mm-hmm. It's two white guys. A white girl, a black, or three white guys, two white girls, a black girl, and I guess the cop is white. So, you know, I mean, it's not like in the convenience a store super home. diverse cast, yeah. but the, yeah, the convenience store clerk is an Asian woman. Like, it's small. It's very self-contained, mm-hmm. and it was very good for that. That, yes. you know, there were very few, very few characters with speaking lines. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're in that, we're in this world of, you know, it's it's got to be all or nothing, right? It's got to mm-hmm. be all Asian people, all black people, all whatever, or it's not diverse at all, mm-hmm. or it doesn't pass some stupid test, like uh, you know, like this movie obviously doesn't pass the Bechdel test because neither of the female like supporting characters talk to anybody else, but you know who yeah. they're talking to. So, but that doesn't like that's that's a bullshit test anyway. Yeah, but. I like, like I said, it's so self-contained that it's like when, even when they're out, like doing their venom thing, like it's still mostly just the two of them on a rooftop. Yeah. Which was great. Uh, The one thing I, 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 I will complain about with the venom, like CG and the way venom moved is he moves like the Hulk and destroys everything he touches. And I like it's like like I get it. He's a big lumbering like oaf of a of a creature, but at the same time, like he's he shows tremendous grace and, and depth and, of movement. Yeah, and agility. And it's like, yeah, yeah. Like let's not just like crush everything. Like it was. Yeah. It it they, what they should have done is if he in in his mode moods of frustration or something that would happen. Okay, that's fine. But you're right. He Venom is yeah. Venom is massive, but Venom is not plotting. There's nothing plotting about the character. So that was a little bit much. I thought you know just the destruction raining down on the city of San Francisco. Yeah, which, I mean if they're gonna destroy a city, yeah, I mean, that's like, right. Yeah. New York or San Francisco are perfectly fine cities to destroy at this point in time. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, it was. Like the again, like the, the 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 battle between the two of them. I liked how much of just the venom head we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked I liked just kind of the way it moved and like it gave it gave Eddie Tom Hardy like a focal point. Um, I like that Tom Hardy didn't try to do some weird accent this time. Like whatever his like Brooklyny whatever accent he was going for. Oh, in the last one, yeah, he just kind of yeah. was like. Not using his English accent, right? Mm-hmm. So it was it was fine, and and he did slip a couple times. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah. Uh, whenever he said "Anne," it was he couldn't say that in American accent. It was always British. Um. Yeah, I I thought Michelle Williams was pretty underutilized this time, but like, uh, what was the the Dion Waiters like 
award, heat check award <laughs> yeah. on the on the ringer. Like she definitely won for that. Oh yeah. Like Dan Dan's in the conversation, but like Michelle Williams walked away with that. Like, you know, uh, we got to see her as Venom for a minute. Yeah. And that was really funny. I'm never doing that again. Well, maybe. I don't know. It was so fun. It was so fun. I liked it. Um, but she was really good. I really liked her. I mean, I like her as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought Dawson should, should have ended up with her anyway. Uh, <laughs> Not, I wasn't a huge Joey fan. No. I don't see how you could be. I mean, like, she, her and Pacey deserved each other. <laughs> I told you, if I ever meet him, I'm either only going to call him Charlie Conway or Pacey. I'm not going to call him Joshua Jackson. So <laughs> we should try and get an interview with him and be like, so Pacey, tell me. So, so Charlie. Charlie. <laughs> so Spazway. Um, but no, um, she was really good. And, and you know, like, again, they could have shoehorned more of her into it. But I think if they would have done that, it would have had to have been a longer runtime. Or we would have had to miss the fabulous scene of Eddie and Venom being separated. Mm-hmm. And Eddie and Venom being separated, one, how they quote unquote broke up was hilarious. Venom was just the jilted like lover throwing things out the window. The homeless guy was like, I'm calling the police. Um, he threw the $2,000 TV You're out like, the window. No. 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 <laughs> but then when he did that at Ducati, oh, man. that hurt my soul. Yeah. Like, I know that wasn't a real Ducati that they destroyed, but like. That all I could think when that was happening. How dare you? <laughs> you know, it's like you know. How dare you? Venom, you son of a bitch! Um, and, and I love how Eddie's just relieved for a second, and then he just hears that the crunching, crunching, yeah. And it's and he knows what's going on. Yeah, uh, I will say uh, I did like that at the beginning. Eddie had uh, like a cheaper motorcycle, mm-hmm. and then the Rurok Berserker uh, helmet. And then um, he leveled up. He leveled up to the Ducati in the Rurok Atlas II Carbon Red, which was that was sick. Chef's kiss. Uh, I have two Rurok helmets, and I have I uh, the Rurok Spitfire is like the one I covet right now. <laughs> so um, the Atlas Three Spitfire, but it's uh, it was really like I, I you know I like seeing brands that I already support like show up mm-hmm. in movies. I thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, it was, that was really good. I liked uh, I liked how indignant Eddie was with like the cops and like um, what was the what was the clerk's name? I, I don't want to just keep calling her the Asian lady. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's not even listed in here. That is ridiculous. Uh, all right, I'll have to look it up on IMDb in a second. But I really liked I liked how snarky he was when he was trying to translate what Venom was saying, and I liked how she knew who Venom was. And when she was like, "Oh, the chocolate's late," and he's like, "Well, I guess I'll have to let him eat you." <laughs> and like that was Eddie. That wasn't Venom. Like yeah. Eddie, let me eat her. Um, that was that was oh, that hurts. Um, <laughs> That that hurts more than doing the Batman voice, um, you know. But anyway, like that was funny. At least he wasn't like Eddie. Let me eat him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I did like how even without Venom, you could you could tell that th- there were parts of Venom that rubbed off on Eddie. Yeah, because Eddie was a loser and, and Venom was a winner. <laughs> you are a loser. 
You Eddie are a loser, and I made you what you are. I put you back on Mrs. top. Mrs. Chin. Mrs. Chin, thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Chin was great. Uh, by Peggy Lou uh, is the actress, and yeah, I really thoroughly enjoyed her. Um, I like this whole cast. I actually mm-hmm. like this cast. I thought everybody had like chemistry, mm-hmm. right? Like when when Naomi Harris, when Shriek, Naomi Harris kidnapped Anne Michelle Williams, like that was a fun little scene. Mm-hmm. Like I guess they did talk to each other, didn't they? Yeah. So, but I mean, like it was a kidnapping. So, um, and then. Uh, Reed Scott, who was Dr. Dan. Uh, <laughs> did you ever watch Veep? No. He is great on Veep. It's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend everybody watching Veep. It's one, it's got Julia, Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus, and uh, she's hilarious. Uh, but he's his character on Veep is great. Um, I think it's another Dan, anyway. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I just really liked how everybody how everybody in this movie worked. Yep, Dan Egan. Uh, <laughs> everybody in this movie worked and got like got like some like kind of like hero or villain moment depending on which side of the aisle they fell on. Yeah. Um the best Dan moment though was when Venom went back from went from Anne back into Eddie and he made them hug. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, kiss her, Eddie. <laughs> and Dan's like, uh, in the car. Like, he had the the Bucky Sam face. Yeah. Like, when right before, you know, uh, Cap kissed uh, Agent 13. Um, but, yeah, that was that was, that was was funny. And, and I actually thought Dan was just going to be kind of loose change in a way. Comic relief, of which yeah. he was. Well, yeah. But he actually had, like you said, he, he actually had a moment. Dire and sound. Yeah. So... Yeah, he he had a moment in the script, and so it was like everyone had their mm-hmm. chance, like you said, chance to shine. Even you know, Mrs. Chin. I love the scene between her, well, Miss, so, Mrs. Chin slash Venom and Mrs. Chenum. Yeah, so <laughs> Chenum, no, no, Venom. Uh, <laughs> I I think uh, so. Leading up to her, Venom and and Mrs. Chin bonding for for a moment. Uh so Venom and Eddie split up. They have their breakup. And Venom is just hopping from body to body to body because they can't sustain him, mm-hmm. which we knew from the first movie. Um, the symbiotes could only... And notice they called them symbiotes this time and not symbiotes. Symbiotes, yeah. Like, I wanted to stab a bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every time she said that. that. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> so Venom was hopping from person to person. And... Uh, he ends up at like a pride party or gay party, whatever, gay whatever, yeah, I'm not, rave. A yeah. uh, lot of just LGBTQ folks. And uh, there was controversy around this because they're like, oh, Venom comes out. Yeah. Venom came out as far as. Quite literally. Yeah. Quite literally came out of the closet that was Eddie. Yeah. So he could be out and about. He's not gay. He's not anything. Like. You know, if he's on that spectrum of like, you know, you know, for lack of a better term, scientific term, queerness, mm-hmm. he would be asexual, right? Absolutely. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. You know, hey, if you're asexual out there, you have representation in Venom now. Yeah. Congratulations. Um, but that scene was hilarious. It was so funny. He had the the glow necklace and bracelets on, and he was dancing, and and you know, he gave like multiple speeches. Yeah. Um, and then that poor person that he uh, infected, 
He just left them in a clump on the side of the ground, <laughs> like on the side, like up against the wall. And Drooling. Like, went on to the next person. It was like, dude, you're a dick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, I like I. You know, I went in not knowing what to expect because I read I read the quotes from Andy Circus, and it's yeah. like, you've you the, the headlines are saying this, Twitter is saying this. Yeah. He did not say that. The writer kind of alluded to that. Well. But Tom Hardy did the story, so... Yeah. Well, I, I would say, well, Circus, and again, this is where you're talking about headlines and taking a thing of dialogue, a piece of dialogue, and then framing it for your purpose. And the question, it was a leading question. Like, Circus did not come out and say, hey, yeah, we're doing all this, that, or the other. Right. It was a question he was asked, and I think, honestly, he just kind of pandered to the question like the, the, the reporter yeah, yeah. so because i mean kelly kelly marcella she's the writer she's british mm-hmm. screenwriter um surprisingly enough she wrote 50 shades of gray and saving mr banks i've never seen saving mr banks uh it's the tom hanks one it's interesting you know okay, it was, okay. i think i never joked. anyway but seen like it though. but she did saving mr banks 50 shades of gray and this have you seen 50 shades of gray so I'm going to take your vomiting face as in, yes, you have. Now, in her defense, I will say the original material that came from. The the Twilight fan fiction that it came yes, from? Yes, the literal fan fiction. There's there's only so much you can do with stuff like that. Okay, so I, I've never been like sexually harassed at work, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just haven't. I mean, I'm not lucky enough to have it. <laughs> Uh, but when, when that book came out, like when it really hit, Mm -hmm. I was the only male in an all female marketing department. And there was a lady who was, you know, a couple years older. I think she's probably 50 now. And, uh, yeah, at least 50 now. And she would like, be like, you have to tell your wife to read this. And like, she'd like, read me an excerpt of it. I'm like, lady, I'm not saying (laughs) anything. This is not cool. Like, no, <laughs> stop talking about this. And I'm by no means a prude. And I'm like, this is not like this is not a workplace <laughs> conversation okay. we should be having. And I know that's a little diatribe, but it's funny. Um, but no, I, I I thought the dialogue was much better this time out. There was no like a turd rolling down a hill. Um, <laughs> oh my god, that was the dumbest line. Ugh. I thought that was funny. No, it was dumb. It was funny. It was dumb. Anyway. <laughs> But like you know, he Eddie doesn't let him eat a priest, which, which I thought was good. Um, just the whole, the whole thing. Um, so, but the final battle, I, I I can say like the third act was not as bad as most third acts of these superhero movies. Mm-hmm. It was by far the weakest part of the movie, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I mean, I thought it was. Like, I don't agree know. Agree to disagree. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I wouldn't say it's the weakest in this. Well, in the I'm going to tell story. you why, but okay. you tell me why you don't think. So, you know, it 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 lacked the obviously it did lack for the most part. It lacked the feel good humor, which carried the first two acts. And what I did like about it, and again. It was, it's kind of, it was a culmination of the arc of Venom and Eddie. Mm-hmm. We got that at one of my favorite scenes in, you know, Spider Man Homecoming is when Peter is under the debris mm-hmm. and he's like, 
help i'm like i'm just a kid help right, and right. then he you know he hears the voice you know of if you're nothing without the suit you don't deserve it right and then he sees himself in the in the the reflection in the water mm-hmm. and that's what he gets out this one had a similar one in the end and, and again first uh, the action was great the action was really good i'm not i'm not yeah. just the, so that's why with the action. yeah and so what you're saying it, it didn't have necessarily the same heart of the first two acts so i don't i, I don't know if i would st- i'm still not sure if i would say it was the weakest i don't think it was as good a third act as the first movie i that's actually I'm, so i'm, I'm kind of running it through the, my head so right the now. difference is like that rocket right yeah like the first movie was like night and so like venom was kind of hard to see mm-hmm. but what was happening was good this one and this is where it fails for me Okay. Or not fails, but this is where it kind of like it me falls down. off. Yeah, falls off. Better way to put it is it was equal parts Spider Man three finale and Ben Affleck Daredevil finale, and I just felt like it, there 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 wasn't a ton of originality in what happened. Well, I also kind of got Amazing Spider Man two vibes. Yeah, that was in there. Yeah, I mean, with uh, with, with Anne. And yeah, everything. I was about to say with Gwen, but, but with they Anne. didn't drop her. Yeah, like, Venom actually like. To his peril, let her land. Which I really like. Like, that. like, 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 lowered her down, which yeah. was good. Uh, but like, she wasn't falling. He didn't try to save her. Uh, but I can see what you're. Yeah. What you're I mean that. There. I mean that. Scene. I mean, and they're both smoking hot blondes. So, yeah. so that's what. That's what watching that scene when it first started. That's what came up to came to mind. But without that happening, we mm-hmm. don't get that kick-ass scene where Venom and Eddie are falling separate from each other. Mm-hmm. And Dan reaches out. Venom runs down his arm, through his leg, through Anne's arm, and up her other arm yeah, to catch one. Eddie as he's falling. Yeah, that was like the action of the finale of of that final ten minutes was great. Like it was great. My only issue was none of it. Almost, Most almost of it. none of it felt original. Yeah, and I, I and, could... and everything else in this movie kind of felt like. An odd couple version of a superhero show, superhero movie that like Falcon of the Winter Soldier wanted to be. Yeah, I'm sorry, broke your nose. Let me heal it. Yeah, sorry, break it again. Sorry, broke it again. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it was like their dialogue back and forth was great. Um, but even at the end, like when he was stuck under the rubble, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, how very <laughs> the homecoming. Yeah. But like. It was Eddie giving Venom the pep talk because mm-hmm. Venom the whole time is like, "We can't beat this." Oh, guy. it's a red one. I don't, I don't fight the red ones. They, yeah. They'll kill me. Um, which was was interesting and and it was great because I think if this does well and they do well, I mean, there's there, Venom is obviously going to return and we'll, we'll get to the mid credit scene mm-hmm. at the end. Spoilers. Um, but the fact that they didn't go any further into that, I thought really helped because like. Again, it would have added another like five to ten minutes to take you out of that scene to do like a flashback of the symbiote world mm-hmm. where like the red ones are so mean and the green ones are just okay and the blue mm-hmm. ones are this and the black ones are subjugated because that's what <laughs> they would have done. Um, <laughs> so am I wrong? No, you're not. So uh, anywho, I guess I should have let you say that. I should have <laughs> said that. Whatever. Um but again, to that but, point, I yeah. like that we don't get a lot about the symbiote world. Right. And that's how it should be. I mean, you get the Eddie tells him he's broken. 
mm-hmm. right? Like, which is true. And like, uh, I just said like too many times. In the Guardians of the Galaxy comic book, they go to the symbiote home world and they actually fix Venom where he can bond with Eddie and not have the 48 hour time limit mm-hmm. before it takes over um, because there was something that broke in the symbiote. And I forget the name, his real name, um, but that broke in Venom when he first bonded with John Jameson. And then with Peter mm-hmm. and Peter's rage is kind of what like, you know, internal rage is kind of what uh, got Venom off kilter anyway. Mm-hmm. So it was it was re- I mean, it's really cool. The history of Venom is is very the history of Venom is cool. So this is this uh, movie is is draws really from the Maximum Carnage miniseries and the um, the web, the the Venom saga, which was a animated series. Mm-hmm. Um. So, or not animated series, but animated story. Uh, it as far as like comic books go, I feel like considering Venom did not start in Spider Man, mm-hmm. this is Venom. There's no doubt about that. This is Venom. Yeah. And uh, every time I say Venom, I hear Eminem in my head, <laughs> and it's driving me nuts. Okay, I, uh, I, I'm not the only one then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will I will say with what happened in the end credit scene, I'm actually really excited for where this is gonna go and hopefully Sony what Sony wants to build, mm-hmm. they're gonna get to build with Tom Holland away from the MCU influence. Yeah. That would be good. So uh okay, so the very end, uh <laughs> we end with Eddie and, and Venom like, hey, you know, Eddie, Venom's like Eddie. I have to leave you. I have to go. They're 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 chasing me. They're gonna they're gonna hunt me down. And and Eddie's like, they're chasing us both. And <laughs> that's not what Eddie said. Like, but uh, they're chasing us both. We're better together. We're bonded. And it was it was a nice, it was nice to watch them come back together. I liked Dan's comment about those two really need a couples counseling. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they kind of had that with Sonny and Cher there in that courtyard. Where they were still just hanging out because they didn't want to go. The chickens didn't want to yeah. go anywhere when Eddie tried to get rid of them. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Like, I would almost go pay to see it again in the theater. Yeah, like, and again, going back to the post credit, one one of the things they mentioned is the symbiote home world and all mm-hmm. of the memories. Yes. that Venom has. As as a part of that collective, and so hive. he gives Eddie part of it, but something happens. So, which, um, well, and, okay. So hold on, let's let's reset the scene real quick. Yeah. So they're in. I'm assuming Mexico. Just they're on a beach. Yeah, so. they're on a beach. I'm just assuming Mexico based on the hotel room they were mm-hmm. in. Um, but they're on a beach because Venom wanted to feel the sand in his toes and the wind in his hair. Hilarious, because <laughs> he doesn't have hair, um, and he doesn't have his own toes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But so there, that that's where the movie ends essentially. Yeah, that's where it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you had the mid credit scene where they're in the hotel room and they're laying. Eddie's laying in the bed and they're talking, and and Venom's like, "It would melt your pea sized brain." <laughs> and, and so Eddie's like, "Fine, I can take it." And he does it. And as he does, the whole like room fritz fritzes. Yeah. And uh, Venom's like, "I didn't do that." <laughs> 
And J. Jonah Jameson's on the TV all of a sudden. And I absolutely love when, you know, he's talking, it's about the whole Peter Parker Spider-Man thing. And then Venom gets this look on his face and he like comes closer to the TV and he's like, this guy. And then his tongue comes out and just like, yeah. And I just love that reaction in the sense of there's something like almost like that connection that's not quite there, but is it's that the Venom, multiverse. Yeah. That yeah. Venom has towards Peter Parker. So, so I really like that. And then it was, Dude, what are you doing in my room? Yeah, they were, they were just in, they were in, they ended up in someone else's room. It's kind of like when the blip <laughs> happened and everybody yeah. came back. The other thing we left out is the police detective who Shriek mm-hmm. maimed at yeah. the beginning of the movie. Uh, he took her eye after she took his ear. Um, <laughs> hearing, uh, he had a, a flash of blue eyes, mm-hmm. which is the symbiote toxin. So. Yeah. We don't know if anything's going to happen with that. It would be pretty interesting to see more of them show up because I think there's what seven of them. If I, remember I don't correctly. remember that, yeah, the, um, almost like seven. Dealers. But I mean, we had well, I think that's kind of what they're going for, uh, or what they were going for in the comic. But I mean, we saw like the various colors of symbiotes in the first one when mm-hmm. they were trying to bond them to people. So who knows what's what's going to happen? But I mean, it was just kind of a little cool little you know moment there at the like kind of a throwaway little scene as it kind of panned over him to show he wasn't dead yet right all right so out of uh oh and then uh we didn't talk about cletus's demise which was great that was one of the best parts it was a great way to cap off the movie yeah it's Um, cap off (laughs) no pun intended (laughs) uh so they're holding him and 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 Venom draws out Carnage and like reabsorbs him. And and then Cletus is is saying, Eddie, I just wanted to be your friend. Yeah. And Venom goes, fuck this guy. And he hits <laughs> his head. And it was great. It was great. Um, you know, this was after Carnage had eaten the priest. Yeah. So uh it was it was just it was a really just funny moment that I did not expect. Yeah. I did not expect him to kill Cletus. Yeah. I well, I thought he would. I I did not I don't know I I I was expecting I was like you this guy has to die, but there was a part of me where because again Eddie felt guilt because his story and finding the bodies that you know Cletus had hidden mm-hmm. promulgated uh, Cletus getting the death penalty right which okay well because he wanted to make sure all the bodies were yeah so, so that's I thought. For a second, he would let him live just for that. But just the way that Venom said that, that, that was that was just such a great capper. Yep, absolutely. All right, so let's do, out of 10, out of 10 headless priests. Okay, that's that's creepy because I was that was the first thing that came to mind. <laughs> okay, so out of 10 headless priests, what do you give this? I give it a seven point five. I I did like it better than the first mm-hmm. one. I think it it was, and again, part of it is the fact that it was it was shorter. I thought it. it I mean, was, it was. I mean, it was a little shorter. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but in the shorter. sense yeah. of it, it, we didn't have to do the origin yeah. and all that. Yeah. And that was for me the first act of the movie of the first Venom was pretty clunky, and it it just it picked up as the movie went along. Of course, so we didn't have to worry about that here. 
So 7.5. And also, I was expecting, and, and again, I said this in the beginning, recalibrating my mm-hmm. expectations on saying, hey, it's like thinking of a Sam Raimi Spider-Man in the sense of you have to understand this is not going to be like your traditional MCU fair. Yeah. And which is good. Yeah. We, we need that type of variety. Well, to, to kind of go back to the first one, as much as I like Riz Ahmed and everything else, he brought the entire first movie down mm-hmm. because he was just the wrong actor for that. Yeah, I, I didn't like him in that role either. Um, cool. Uh, I go seven, solid seven. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's a really good score. I think the degree of difficulty for this movie was somewhere around a five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think it, it uh, definitely stuck the landing and, you know, overperformed based mm-hmm. on what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So, and again, this is one of those I'll definitely buy when it comes out. Oh, 100%. Like not maybe not day 1, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm not going to spend $20 on it, but I'll Oh buy no, it. no, no, no. I spent 12. I was about to say. So, 10. 10 is I love the 10, but for this one, I'd pop it yeah. up to 12. I mean, I bought the Hitman's wife's bodyguard for 11.99, mm-hmm. so which was really funny. Not as good as the first one. But way more over top than the first one. <laughs> and Morgan Freeman is amazing in it. So which I didn't know he was in it. I didn't I even know he was in reviews. it. All right. Uh so yeah, so that that's our, our Venom review. Venom, Venom, Venom. Venom. Uh okay, so funny thing is uh Skylar Gray did the song at the end of this one. That's who the female voice was, mm-hmm. the vocalist. So she was supposed to do um that one duet with Eminem that Rihanna ended up doing oh. using her song I Like yeah. the Way You Lie. Yeah. Um, and then Rihanna heard the song and she's like, No, I want it. And so they're like, Well, if this is Rihanna, which never sat well with me because I don't I don't like when that happens. Yeah. But um it was just really funny that it's like, okay, Eminem did the last one and now she's doing this one. Yeah. So, that's funny. I didn't know that. So it's just little little bits of weirdness that stick in my head and and, and go forever. Um, okay. So what are you reading, watching, or playing? Okay. So right now I am so going to the PlayStation. Um Which we are both PS5 owners. Yeah. So So I am I am playing Red Dead Redemption 2 and Destiny 2 right now. But I did get Returnal and it's like a PS5 exclusive game. I got it for thirty nine bucks from Gamefly. So I've because everywhere else it was like twenty dollars, you know. Because PS Five games, like the true PS Five game, they're now going to be sixty nine bucks. Which, considering they haven't upped the price in years, okay, whatever. Well, keep this in mind: is when we were kids, Nintendo games were fifty dollars. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I got Fantasy Star Two. Yeah. For the Sega Genesis, for I think it was seventy nine bucks. So, that's what I'm playing. I'm reading. You'll like this. I'm reading Dune and the Alphabet Squadron, which. I know. It, I've been doing that for a while. I got sidetracked with other stuff. And as far as what I'm watching right now, Foundation on Apple TV. No, stop. The first the first episode was... Eh, the second episode I liked. Third episode, we'll see. And also I started Squid Game. Okay. Which... I've had a couple of people say I should watch that. Yeah. And again, I, I, I'm... I'm I don't know why, but it's like more Korean movies. Like when you're talking about international movies, more of those stick with me 
like movies and TV shows than any of the others. You got the Train to Busan. You have um, the Kingdom zombie movie or zombie TV yeah. show that was out on Netflix. So those are the things I'm doing. What about you? Uh, so watching Ted Lasso. So haven't gotten to that. This one yet. was the penultimate season two episode, um, which was really like, I don't know. It's gotten a little like dark. Mm-hmm. Unexpectedly. The, uh, yeah. Unexpectedly dark at the, the end of the, the season here. Um, hold on. And then I am reading, uh, Legion. Um, so Legion of superheroes, mm-hmm. uh, the Legion by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, uh, volume two, which is the Legion lost storyline where part of the Legion got thrown way across the galaxy and they're trying mm-hmm. to get back to earth cause they don't know what happened or anything. Um, it's one of my favorite arcs in the Legion of superheroes ever. And so rereading that, and I've been playing Squadrons again. Yeah, you haven't touched on... Ghost of Tsushima. In... I've played the first seven minutes, um, <laughs> but then I'm uh, I'm I'm just obsessed with wrestling right now. Um, yes, I'm I, getting I the wrestling figures uh, again. Like the the AEW figures are amazing, um, but I've been <laughs> I've been watching like old matches. Like I went back and watched some um, Major League Wrestling. MJF. I've mm-hmm. been watching like old Sammy Guevara indie matches. Um, uh, watching, I watched. Uh, it wasn't Kenny. It might have been. It was an early Kenny Omega Ring of Honor match. It was him and Brian Danielson and Tyler Black, who was Seth Rollins in WWE, mm-hmm. and a triple threat match. And it was in Toronto, <clears throat> and they're booing Kenny, like you know, because he was so young, and mm-hmm. it was. Uh, I mean, they were all so young, but like he was still like he was like fresh. Yeah. Um. So like going back and watching stuff like that, uh, I'm really hoping like Ricochet leaves WWE soon because I'd like to see him go back to Impact. Um. But yeah, so just kind of watching like like I mean, obviously watching all the AEW stuff. Um. But just going back and watching like just old matches and yeah. and things that I like. And uh, lastly, I've I finally tracked down the uh, the final two the the two finals. Uh, bouts from the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, oh, so, oh, yeah, you were looking for that. I found them. They were on ESPN yeah. Plus. Oh, I uh, should add that I am watching. Speaking of wrestling, not just AEW, but I'm watching the Dark Side of the Ring series on. Oh Hulu. yeah, yeah, it's we great. watched. Yeah, well, I mean, it's we're, so good. So, uh, Vice. Well, you can find the new season on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually the day after, like people post it. Sometimes Vice posts it. So, um, highly the the. The Chris Canyon, the two sides of Chris Canyon, I haven't watched that yet. Was, it's heartbreaking, and I mean, I just you know, I mean, when he w- he was he's widely considered the like most underrated, most underutilized wrestler in history, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just kind of heartbreaking what happened, and, and you know, he took his own life, and um, but you also see with the young bucks and some of these younger guys like his legacy continue with how they work matches and things mm-hmm. like that. So, I mean, it's, it's, there's a positive, but it's still like just horrible. What, yeah. what happened with him? Um, in the plane ride from hell was just, oh, un- geez. it was, it was uncomfortable to watch. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just so much cool stuff. Uh, the expanse book nine comes out in like 
November five right? weeks. Yeah, I think I have it pre-ordered on Audible already. I'm still so. debating if I want to get it on Audible or get the book. Well, I'm I, not sure. I've yet. only done the audiobooks yeah. for all of them. I've never done an audio for that for that series, yeah. so I'm not sure. Um, and then I also did. Uh, they they they're doing an Audible collection of all the novellas mm-hmm. into one thing. So I pre-ordered that as well, even though I have most of them. Yeah, so. some of those are really good. Yeah, like the Dogs of War is only available like on a website. <laughs> so it's they it's got that and or not the dogs the the the, the butcher of Andrew's sensation sorry yeah. is only available on some website as a PDF. Um, so having that will be cool to to revisit and everything. But yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff there, a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, like you, I'm I'm I like to read yeah. and do and play things and I'm busy. I don't know. I got that bow and arrow there. I got to go learn how to use that. Oh, that's so awesome. So. Get a gun. Maybe. I don't know. I don't really want a gun. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, there's lots of cool shit happening right now. Um, you know, Dune comes out in a few weeks. Looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Uh, looking forward, like I said, to the Ted Lasso season two finale next week. Archer's been killing it. Uh, the Goldbergs is back on ABC. So, you know, that's been fun. I'm but. still on season five of Modern Family. Nice. <laughs> You've only got uh, six seasons to go. Yeah, I know, right? So, and then uh, there's a show on ABC called Home Economics, and it's uh, Topher Grace. Oh, I didn't even see it. It's about that. Uh, it's in its second season. You mean Venom? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you mean who should have been Peter Parker? Uh, I mean, think about it. Now. Yeah. Know? I mean, anyway, but uh, it's I like Topher Grace. He's like I have a soft spot for Topher Grace in my heart. So I. We'll support anything he's in, um, but I actually like it. It's a good show. So I haven't heard of that one. Yep, it's uh, it's on ABC. It's on either right before, or right after. So okay, and then obviously heels. Yeah, <laughs> except Which, for last week. Sons of yeah, Witches. yeah, we get the next episode this coming Sunday. Yep, this coming Sunday. I don't. So. Are we sure? I think it's two or three more. Episodes, okay, so. that's the thing. I'm yeah. not sure. about. Yeah, I mean, there. It's very like secretive Cagey. almost yeah uh, i will say i do want to check out death loop yeah i saw a preview for it on the tv at the gym uh and i'm like oh that looks really cool and it looked really good i would love to see what the game actually looks like on a 4k television yeah because i imagine it looks amazing yeah that's one of those i wasn't i'm not sure about that game but yeah returnal will be my i've i've, I've watched a couple of reviews on that and it should be it's going to be one of those interesting games What's Returnal about? You crash on a planet, then you have to figure your way off. But anytime you get killed, what happens is you start it over. So, but things change. Not it's not like uh, it's not you know most games you have the same enemies. It's like uh, live die repeat. Yeah, but di- but yeah, yeah you, but it's in this in the sense of things are different. Like the from what I understand, um, so it's one of those that. In, in certain things, they said it really harnesses some PS5 power. Other, But again, this is a first generation, so it's not going to take it to, to the fullest. But okay. I could, hey, it was $30 off. I'm like, hey, uh, nice. I'll take a, take a shot at that. Very cool. Yeah. The other cool thing I got this week was my Rebellion hat. The Rebellion hat. From Welcome to the Rebellion. Strong 3PO. Yeah. And Nine Line. They're great hats. I have it on right now. Yeah. Did, did, did they do they have a visor? No. Oh. 
They just did. I mean, they only did like the hats for like 14 days. Mm-hmm. They were for sale. Um, uh, Drunk 3PO said they they sold like 300 of them, which was mm-hmm. like double what their uh, best selling hat ever did. Um, like for the like limited time ones. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's really cool. So and he donated all the money to charity. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that so. part. Anyway, all right. I think that's the show. Yeah. So. Thanks for wanting to see Venom with me at the last minute. I know it was fun. So I'm glad Jess liked it. Yeah. So. Oh, she like really like she like looked over. She was like, I really I want to see the first one right now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and a shout out to our, our buddy Matt Mitchell, who's yeah, you know, filled in for Daryl a couple times. Uh, Inktober. Yeah, Inktober. So if you if you don't follow him, he's the Matt Tastic on Instagram. Uh, just check out my stories because I'm going to be sharing his. Uh, Inktober stuff every yeah, it's good every stuff, week. Man. and I have I have a Spider Man Inktober from him, and I have a Dune Inktober from him that are both framed in my office. Yeah, and uh, I have a prize possessions. Yeah, you have one of the cells from the Grogu animation he did. Yeah, so it's pretty sweet, which yeah. I framed for you for your birthday. Yes, so it's hanging up on my wall. Yep. Anywho, all right. Well, on that note, we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Later. This podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati. You can find new episodes every Sunday on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, our website, or anywhere podcasts are downloaded. This show is hosted by Daryl Jasper and me, Brian Tudor. To find more information about the show, visit us at infamouspodcast.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Infamous Podcast to keep up with the show. We also have a Patreon page patreon.com slash infamous podcast we have some great rewards for our patrons and are looking for help to grow the show to bring you more of the content you want to hear music for this podcast is provided by michael henry from meetmichaelhenry.com so whenever you're listening to us have a great day night evening weekend whenever it is and we'll see you next time thanks for listening